Today, I want to have this conversation, candid conversation about wounds and just living life through a lens of pain. This is an important conversation to have because a lot of what I see when it comes to memes and social media, because we know memes and social media can be life. Um, and it just infiltrates all of our energy and how we learn and a lot of the information that we take in. A lot of what we see um, has us understand that we can't, or we won't find happiness unless we've been through some type of pain first. And I want us to have a candid conversation about why that is not true and how that kind of thinking has just created the riff that we have in society that creates this battle of the sexes kind of thing that happens and affects the way that people overall think about love. So today, I want you to, if you have to press pause for a second, go ahead and press pause, but I want you to grab a cup of tea, get a glass of wine, your journal, pen, paper, and sit back. We're going to have this conversation. I want you to take notes. Um, This is definitely a conversation that I want you guys to feel free to DM me. Um, There's a spot here. um, If you are on the Anchor app or if you're on Spotify where you can reply and um, ask me questions, I definitely want you to do that while we have this conversation because I think this conversation is really important to have. Um, It's something that has been on my mind to um, discuss in my women's group that I have on Facebook, but I thought this conversation was way more important than to just have in that women's group because it's it's not just focused on women, it's focused on men as well and how we have these relationships with one another. So in starting the podcast, I was like, okay, perfect. This is the space in which the vehicle, the medium in which to have this conversation. Um, I watch Gaia TV and Carolyn Miss uh, did a segment on the power of your wounds. And when I watched this, I was like, oh, God, like, thank goodness somebody else is having this discussion because it's really hard to have this discussion because people want to be hurt. People want to be wounded. One of the new keywords now is trauma. Everybody's experienced trauma. That's a lie. Everybody has not experienced trauma. Um, like shit happens. And just because shit happens doesn't mean that it's trauma. But people don't like to hear that because they want to be traumatized so they can have an excuse to be the person that they are. So they can be have an excuse to operate in the dysfunctional way that they operate. And this is really, really tearing down society because what it does is it creates an air of um, what I call victimization. Like everybody's a victim. Something's happened to everybody. Now, 
where people like to stop this conversation is when they hear the word victim and they hear the word trauma, they like to take it and turn this conversation left. So I'm going to pause and say here very clearly, there are people who have been legitimately victimized. Um, There are people who have legitimately been through trauma. But just because you've been through something that you didn't like or something that made you feel uncomfortable or somebody said something you didn't like doesn't mean you've been through trauma and it doesn't make you a victim. There are people who have legit been through some horrific, horrific instances um, and they are genuinely victims. So I'm not talking about that. Uh, victim in that sense of the word. I'm talking about it in a self-deprecating point of view where you're extremely passive about things and you feel like egotistically everything is happening to you. Everyone hates you. You're always the one that people are just, people wrong you all the time. That's the mindset I'm talking about. I'm not talking about people who have legit been victims of things that, I mean, for all intents and purposes are crimes. I'm not talking about them. So um, with that preface, as we move forward, we're talking about um, what Carolyn Miss calls the power of wounds. And when I first started watching um, her segment, she said something that really caught me. She said, using the power of your wounds becomes a seductive social tool and social language because society today rewards you for suffering. And that was the crux of everything that I've been trying to discuss and explain because social media in a sense has become uh, like a therapist's couch. And the therapy that people, and I'm using air quotes when I say therapy, the therapy that people are receiving doesn't actually come from anyone who is versed in being able to provide therapy. What is happening is that people overall are what I call commiserate in their misery. And so it's a bunch of people who've been through some shit and they all sitting around talking. And where there can be healing and venting, The whole key is that when you finish releasing, there should be something therapeutic that helps you to either reframe your mindset or helps you to be able to heal from that space you're in. You should be moving forward. You shouldn't have just like dumped something and then you don't have tools to move forward. And that's what's happening with a lot of people. You have a lot of people. It's like, oh, I've been through this. And that makes me a guru. No, it makes you someone who's been through something. It doesn't make you a guru. It makes you someone who's been through something who can say how you healed, but it doesn't make you uh, an expert on how to help someone heal. And so we have to be really careful because social media allows people to have immediate access to sharing their opinions versus actually assisting people in the state of healing. And so we have folks who, when we meet them, I I can't tell you how many people I've met where they lead with their aches and pains. It's like, hey, how you doing today? And they immediately kind of launch into everything that's going wrong or everything that didn't go right. And what has happened 
in today's society is that healing is a it, it's a threat it's a threat to continuing in this mindset because what happens is a lot of times um when I present healing perspectives people want they don't want to take it they don't want to listen they don't want to hear it because it's going to challenge the script that runs in their head every day so each one of us has like it's like a movie script that runs every day that tells us who we are who we're designed to be um and that script uh dictates how you act in relationships and things like that um and how you just interpersonally work with other people and so what happens is you start to claim things I was victimized from this. I am the child of an alcoholic. I am uh, the child of blah, blah, blah. I'm the child of divorce. Um, uh, Other things like, um, you know, I'm not successful in relationships. Like you start to continuously, I will never have kids. Um, You know, my body doesn't work. So I'm always sick. I'm always in pain. And so it's I, I, I. And so that like that becomes your name. So instead of in, being introduced to someone and saying, hey, what's your name? Oh, my name is Tamara. You lead with your aches and pains and your wounds and all the things that happen to you. Because what you're trying to really do is find other people who understand that. Everybody wants to be understood. The problem is a lot of people are preferring to stay wounded. Now, like I said, shit happens. Life happens. Everybody's parents don't stay together. Sometimes people lose people. Um, sometimes you're barren and you can't have kids. Sometimes you were the kid that was bullied. Um, like all of these things happen. Shit happens. It it just does. It's life. There was no guarantee when you got here that everything was going to be sweet. But the key is that we are not the things that happen to us. But somewhere along the line, we take on those attributes. And it's because we believe that, like, you know, we're above these things happening to us. But we're not. We're human. We're here for a human experience. And like I said, shit happens. So then what kind of occurs from there is it's like, well, I've been wronged. And so you, in effect, expect everybody that you encounter to make that up to you. So what's happening? And I I did this post uh, probably a, a couple months back. And, oh, I mean, you know, people just went crazy and just like, oh, you're victim blaming. No, I'm not. I did this post that discussed the fact that people who live in a lower vibration are the ones who are kind of leading things and shaping things and telling other people who are not in that low vibration that what we have to do is we have to kind of coddle you because that's where you're choosing to live. The reality is we don't. We really don't. So let's take this for example. Um, You've been through an event something's happened and I don't want to get caught up in what exactly the event is because what people like to do is they like to measure their pain and say well I've had a parent who was murdered so that makes my pain 
um, heavier than your pain because all you did was um, your parents were just divorced. So my pain is worse than yours. No, we're not going to quantify pain. The pain that you experience is not what um, is important here. It's how you move through that in this conversation that is most important. So what happens is you have folks who, you know, have gone through something. And so then they live their life out saying, well, I've been hurt. So that means this, you have to treat me a certain way because I've been hurt. That's why you're telling that. That's why you're choosing to share that. You're not choosing all the time to share people. There are people who choose to share their pain uh, based on helping other people to heal. But when people do that, it's because they've healed. Nine times out of 10, people aren't sharing their pain because they've healed through it. They're sharing their pain because they're wearing it as a badge of honor. And so what happens is they share because this is the lens through which they see life. They see life through all of this hurt and pain. I've never had a man that treated me right. I don't do well in relationships. None of my familiar relationships worked right. So now every time as a woman, you see a man, every man is wrong. Mm, That's not true. It's that you have encountered men who suck and there are men who suck. But I don't have to acknowledge that there are men who suck just to validate your pain. I, in turn, can validate my experience and say, you know what? I've only encountered men who are trustworthy and truthful and that love their wives. And so for me, men don't suck. Me saying that doesn't invalidate your experience because your experience having only encountered men who suck doesn't make your experience more valid than mine. But what happens is the people in this hypothetical situation, the woman, woman A, who has only experienced men who suck, she feels like her experience is more validating because she's been hurt and she's been wronged. So we can't talk about the fact that woman B has only ever experienced men who are trustworthy and love their wives and um, stay in their marriages. Like woman A is making woman B feel like she can't have that conversation. We have to shut down this conversation about positive men because ultimately woman A is uncomfortable because she's never experienced positive men. So she will only hear a conversation in which we talk about how horrible men are because that's what validates her existence. She is the one who is not healed. And so therefore what's happening on a larger scale is that people who are not healed are leading the discussion and saying, we can't talk about these other things that are positive because they're not true. No, they just may not have been true in your world, but it doesn't mean that they don't exist. And it also doesn't mean that in order for me to have a conversation, I have to say up front, you know what, there are men who suck in order for me to then talk about the men who are good. That's completely dysfunctional. It's completely dysfunctional. But what happens in today's society is we call it victim blaming, which is actually a form of bullying to say, I'm a victim And you can't say anything positive or I see myself as a victim because everybody that sees themselves as a victim is not a victim. I see myself as a victim. 
I can't connect to anything that you're saying that's in a different vibration. And so therefore you can't say anything because I can't connect. That's ultimately what's happening in this conversation that we're having in society. And no one wants, people on a large scale don't want to talk about how dysfunctional that is. To have people who are wounded and hurt lead the way. That's a problem. That's a real problem. Because we are having people who are connected in their wounding. Now, what needs to happen as we move forward, we have to, we have to stop normalizing pain. There's this, this high tolerance for pain. We've just normalized it because we've become so desensitized to it. Um, there's this one part that Caroline Miss uh, talks about, which I found that was interesting, where she said that someone who's staying wounded says, you know what? I deserve to have this kind of treatment because I was wounded or I was in pain. So some way, somehow they'd start to manipulate and say, well, I deserve to manipulate and monopolize the conversation because I was the one that was wrong. And so therefore we spend more time talking about all the stuff that's wrong versus acknowledging that there's a space where there's a lot of stuff going right. The other part of that is that we don't, we start to not understand that you don't have to tap into pain first in order to experience the good stuff. There's this meme that says, I hope one day women understand that they don't have to go through um, pain to experience love. Well, but love has nothing to do with pain. The, the, there's, it's, it's not only one gateway to get there. And so what happens is a lot of times when people aren't ready to heal, they continue to re-wound themselves so they can stay in that space. The key here is you've been wronged. There was a person who exerted free will and chose to do the unthinkable and do something that harmed you or wronged you. That's a reality. That happens to people. Now, you didn't have a choice there. A lot of times in those situations, you don't have a choice on how you got wronged or if you got wronged or if you were victimized. You don't have that choice. What you do have a choice to do is move through that and move on to a space of healing where you are not staying there in that victim mode, consciously, subconsciously rewounding yourself. That's where you do have power. And that's where the space of empowerment actually comes in. But what happens is that people who are choosing to live as a victim, they don't want to be empowered. They want to stay there. They don't want to hear anything that will empower them to come out of that vibration. They don't want to tap into anything because they're still there. Now, we have to keep in mind that healing happens for people at their own time. And that's totally okay. But the key is that if you're choosing after a point, because you're choosing, and this is where accountability takes place. Society today doesn't like accountability for much, like at all. So if you're choosing to stay in that place, repeat those patterns. um, You know, if you're choosing to stay in that place, that's on you. You have to take accountability for staying there and saying, you know what? I don't want to tap into those other things. I don't want to see those other things. But how hard is that to say out loud? You know what? I've been wronged. 
and I don't want to heal. Nobody wants to say that. I've been wronged and I prefer to stay here in this wounded space because I figured out how it serves me. I figured out it gets me attention. I figured out that staying wounded and staying in pain makes people pay attention to me in a way that I feel I deserve because I was wronged. That's really what the conversation needs to look like. And it doesn't. Instead, it looks like, you know what? We can't we can't discuss the fact that there are really great men out here like cuz you're not talking about all the things that went wrong. You're only talking about these other things that may or may not exist. You think that's perfect. No, there are some really good people out here. What we have to do is understand that healing is not a threat to our society. Healing is actually the vibration in which we're supposed to be living. All of this spiritual shift is going towards us moving into a place of higher vibration. So we're going to have to shed some of those dysfunctional patterns and shed some of those cycles and those things that we just keep doing over and over again that aren't getting us anywhere. It takes effort, though. It takes effort. It takes time. It takes effort and it takes faith. You have to be willing to focus on the thing that's empowering and not keep reopening that wound. It's a choice. It's a choice you have to live in. The other thing that uh, Carolyn mentioned that I thought was important to this conversation is that she said, you have to realize that there's not a logical reason for all the things that happen in your life. As humans, we try to reason things out and say, well, why did this happen? Or this had to happen to this person because they were horrible or karma did this or karma did that. No, sometimes just some bullshit happens and it sucks. The end, like hashtag the end. Sometimes some shit happens and you were there, period. People have free will and they do really, really mean things and evil things to people. And it's not your fault at all. You're just there and something happened and it's horrible and it shouldn't have, but it did. So now how do you move through? An integral part of how I do therapy with people is I I operate from a mindfulness perspective that says, where are you now? Where are you here today? If you were wronged at five years old, six years old, you can't keep living life through the lens of that five-year-old at 40 and then thinking, you know, that somebody is supposed to make that up to me. I I can't tell you how many um, adults live in that space and it's an automatic thought process because you don't realize that everything that you do now has been shaped around that thing that happened to you at 16 it's been shaped around that thing that happened to you at 10 your mindset has been shaped at that time you don't realize how many automatic thought processes and moods and things like that that you go through based on that thing that happened that day in December when you were 15 but now at 40 None of those processes that you've done have been working for you. 
So we can't dwell on the things that happened because they happened and they suck and they were horrible. We need to look at it and understand what actually happened. But when we go back and look at it, we're going to look at it through your 40 year old mind and not through your 15 year old mind. We're going to look at it as an adult who's objective and said, you know what? There's some other sides to this story. There's some other things that could have happened. Let me look at this whole thing in totality. Because at some point you have to figure out how your wound and how your pain is serving you. You know what? Your daddy wasn't there. Your mama wasn't there. They were a crack addict. They were a drug addict. They were an alcoholic. They did all the wrong stuff. But you're 40. You're 45. You're 50. You can't keep wronging people and pushing people away based on something that happened when you were 15. That's completely dysfunctional and this is the this is the mindset that our our society acts from it's like well this went wrong so I have the right to just be a complete and total asshole because something happened to me no you don't have the right to do that you don't have the right to in turn inflict that same pain on someone else because you've been through pain and this is where healing has to start We'll, we'll have the conversation about forgiveness because I feel like forgiveness is like a whole nother podcast, a whole nother conversation that we could have. Um, so I definitely want to do one specifically on forgiveness. But this the key here is about accepting that free will exists and that people just do some bullshit from time to time. Um, and you may have been a recipient of that bullshit. And that's not okay. Um, but nine times out of 10, when you've been the recipient of bullshit, ain't nobody going to sit and apologize either. So you're going to have to deal with that. A lot of people who do the bullshit, they do it purposely. They're not looking to do it and then apologize. They're doing it to just do it because they're, they do bullshit. So can't look for them to apologize. You have to find the healing on your own and you have to be willing to find the healing. You have to be upfront with yourself do the shadow work and figure out why you're preferring to stay hurt and why you're preferring to stay in that space of pain and suffering and how much that pain and suffering has added to your identity and then I think the most important part is understanding that there are other vibrations you can live in um, and starting to ask your higher self ask ask for your tribe ask for the people who are going to help to empower you out of that that space ask for the assistance to empower you to rise above because it it is very possible this is where survivors come from this is where people who've been down in the trenches are able to come up and rise up but it requires work and you have to be willing to do the work and you have to be willing to do the work with the right people there are therapists who are versed in trauma work trauma in the true diagnostic sense of the form not the social media um, sense of what trauma is there are therapists who are very much versed in that so definitely if that is something that you're needing make sure that you link with a therapist whose niche is trauma you can ask them specifically is that something that they specialize in because there are therapists who do Likewise, if you are afraid or you just don't know where to start, definitely message me. I have years of working um, in clinical therapy. And although trauma is not my niche, I am always happy to help to link or refer you to the resources that you need um, and finding you what you need in your area. 
um, in the network that I have of other therapists and likewise just overall helping you to find exactly what you need. But when you've been through trauma, you need a licensed or clinical therapist to help you with that. Um, a psychiatrist, most of psychiatrists do medication or they do, um, just, um, they typically do, uh, like medical um, kinds of therapies and things like that, or they're doing assessments. Um, But you need to get linked to a therapist that would be able to help you with that. Because there is a way through and um, there is a way to feel more empowered, even though you've been through some really shitty things. So today, I hope you sipped your tea listen to the conversation, got some different perspective. I feel like this is one of those conversations that we can do a part two um, to break it down even further. So I'm thinking about definitely doing that. But in the meanwhile, make sure you are following me online. Go to the website, lovelightlucid.com and make sure you join the website. I have your email, add you to the emailing list. Um, and make sure you're following me on Instagram, love and fairy magic, F-A-E-R-Y. I definitely want you guys to make sure that you save the podcast. Um, there'll be new episodes up every week. We're also talking every week about cosmic energy and how that will help to keep you attuned to the universal vibe and make sure that you are on point intuitively and spiritually. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure that you um, message me as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's recording.